Each week on the New Hope Podcast, you'll hear messages and stories that are built on the bedrock of God's truth and discover practical ways to apply the gospel to your life and relationships. Thanks for listening and being a part of the New Hope family. Good day and welcome to Deep Dive. This is Jason and I'm here with Pastor Keith. Yes, hey, we're back. Yeah, as we're diving into Micah chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, if you want to grab your Bible and follow along if you're able to. And uh, we're talking about the peace to come. Right. Finally, yeah. <laughs> after all the turmoil yeah. and the strife yeah. and the, the devastation that the people were yeah. enduring, here we have a p- potential right. possibility of the peace to come. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, the, the book is interesting and from that standpoint is uh, if you can make it through the, you know, the all of the bad news and even ultimately the destruction of, of God's people through chapters one through two, especially mm-hmm. you get to three, four five and on through the rest of the book. And it, it becomes the more hopeful news, you know, coming God in this case, bringing peace out of the chaos, kind of a, a picture. And that is so yeah. needed. We oh, need yeah. to have the Absolutely. hope in the midst of the peace. As we were just talking ourselves about yep. things going on around us, all of us are needing uh, a picture of peace yes. and a touch of right. peace and, and the hope of that. And so yep. whether whatever, you get, whatever you're experiencing in your life today, whether it's devastation or destruction mm-hmm. of your own making or devastation or destruction of somebody else's, that you're having to endure that hope of peace is a right. promise that we can, right. that we can find. And it could be circumstances that n- nobody causes. It yeah. just is. But we can have the peace in the midst of the chaos for sure. Amen. And yeah. we do pray for that for yeah. us and for you Amen. as you're listening to us today. And and so let's dive in. And, and you know, I haven't really been reading the passages as we've been going through, but I'll do a little bit of, yeah. of of that today. And so yep. as we get into the verse one, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established at the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and the people will stream to it. Yeah. So here we're beginning to see the picture of how we're going to find and experience right. peace. And already they're wanting to experience worship the temple there right they're drawn to it yeah and and as we mentioned on or what i was talking about sunday is the mountain the divine mountain kind of imagery it's not so much about what mountains the tallest i mean literally speaking it's about the fact that that god's presence where he is that's where peace is uh and and that divine mountain imagery in the old testament is important to keep in mind here as we we go through this part of the the chapter it refers to God's presence, especially the word temple. It's yeah. always God's people didn't think of a building first and foremost. They thought of God's presence. So it's God's presence, one, and it is his victory over chaos, two. Mm. Yeah. That's what God's presence in your life can do. He can give you victory over chaos, uh, and he can give you peace in the midst of it as yeah. well. He wants to establish his presence. His yes. presence is there. He wants to establish that within us, yeah. and he wants to be raised up. And exalted, right. if you will, for us to be drawn to. To him. Uh, yeah. And when we see that, when we are drawn to him, he's going to show up. Yeah. And his presence Absolutely. is going to be made known. And his presence is going to be, at times, maybe even overwhelming. Yes. Uh, there's been many examples in the word where God showed up. And the overwhelming response was for the experiencer, yes, that's the right yes, word, the to right. be fall, exactly. fell down, face down on the ground in, uh, awe. in awe Yes, yeah. of the presence of God. Yeah, and, and to your point that you're making, at least indirectly, Jason, mm-hmm. is is that that peace, the source, 
is not me figuring out my way, figuring out my way out of my circumstance. It's allowing him to be in the circumstance with me. Yeah. That's he is the source of the peace. And we, we tend to think, myself included, think that uh, if I can only yeah. get out of this or get by this or whatever you fill in the blank, mm-hmm. that's peace. That's not peace. That's a temporary quieting, maybe, yeah. at the at yeah. best, but it's not really the peace that Christ offers. Yeah. So I'm trying to avoid it, trying to right. dismiss it. Yes. And so would you say, Pastor, that you're— we're needing to take our eyes off of the circumstance right. uh, and, and getting out of that circumstance and focused solely and pinpoint in on the presence right. of God. And, right. Yeah. And, and I would even put it as, you know, if you're in a circumstance that's swirling around you, you're not going to be able to ignore the sure. circumstance. And, and God's word is not telling you to do that. Mm-hmm. What he is telling you to do is in the midst of it, even with the swirling train your heart and your mind on Christ and what he's got to say and what he wants to do in it. Yeah. Because uh, I've referred to James chapter one a million times yes. in our, our different deep dives, mm-hmm. but he will bring good things out of the worst of times, even the most painful things that we can never imagine he can bring good out of. But we've got to let him. Yeah. And I'm also reminded of, of a plow yep. in ancient times mm-hmm. where they would uh, attach a plow to an oxen. Mm-hmm. And as that oxen would be driving that plow, wow. it was it was in it, the the one that was stealing steering, steering it, yeah. the oxen. You if you would take your eyes off of right. your goal for just a right. moment and right. be, and onto the surrounding situations, yep. then you're gonna your your line's gonna be off. All, it's gonna deviate. Them. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's amazing. You just drift a little bit. Yeah, you know the little bit in the moment doesn't seem like a big deal, but right. a little bit over time is a way off course. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, as you get down the line, point. you look back and you say, "Wow, yeah, yeah." And just from right. the moment of taking our eyes off of him, right um, and in the midst of that storm, yeah. he's he's leading us through. Right. He's wanting to lead us through, right. and he's gonna. And and what we're doing that is we're we're seeking seeking his presence yeah. in worship of him. And so you talk about the established. He's gonna be exalted, and then in verse two, mm-hmm. there's a response. Yeah, uh, of of the people there. So many nations will come and say, "Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of God right. of Jacob. He will teach us his way, so that mm-hmm. we may walk in his path." Right, right. Yeah, and, and uh, again, Sunday we talked about the fact that that word nations referring to Gentile nations specifically. So so nations are people groups mm-hmm. that did not know God. So in other words, the Old Testament perspective, lots of folks don't pick up on this. The Old Testament perspective and mission, if you will, mm. is worldwide. It's not strictly the Hebrew people. That's mm-hmm. God's chosen people. He used them to bring the Messiah into the, message, the world yeah. and the message, yeah. the gospel into the world. But yet the gospel from day one all the way back to Genesis and through the Old Testament, it's always been a worldwide global love for all people. And, and that indicates that as well is that the peoples, the nations that don't even know him, don't have any perspective, don't have the background to know who God is. They just maybe have an idea there is a God, yeah. kind of like our culture today. Mm-hmm. Uh, will be drawn to Christ, uh, this messianic promise. So. Yeah, that exalted God yes. that we've been worshiping is going to radiate 
through us. That's and right. People are going to see him in right. us and see us our, see our worship of him and see the difference that it's making yes. in us, and they're going to be drawn to him, right. and not just to hear about, but to actually follow. Yeah, to, so to just, have a relationship with mm-hmm. him. Yeah, ultimately salvation. All the kinds of different words we can use to describe yeah, that. The true disciple. Yes. Of yeah. Following. following. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we almost said at the same time, yeah, yeah, it's not fan, but follow. Don't be a fan of Jesus. Follow him is what he wants. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm reminded of, of Isaiah. Oftentimes, uh, Isaiah and uh, Micah were yeah, contemporaries. Very, very similar. Very similar. And he, he used some of these same language yeah. in his word. But the situation in Isaiah 6, uh, mm-hmm. 1 through 8, is is it was reminded me of this, where if I allow me to yeah. read oh, this. Absolutely. So in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and mm-hmm. exalted, mm-hmm. and the train of his robe filled the temple. Mm-hmm. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. With two, they were flying. Mm-hmm. They were calling out to one another, holy, holy, holy right. is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook in the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, mm-hmm. I cried, I am ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips. Mm-hmm. I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Yeah. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sins atoned for. And then here we see the response now. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, here am I. Yeah. Send yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. And like you pointed out, Micah and Isaiah were contemporaries. They were in different parts of the divided kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, but nonetheless speaking to the same people, same time period and same tr- issues going on. Yeah. As, so, as uh, Isaiah was seeking him to be right. in the presence of God, it affected right. him. It drew him. It drew him to repentance. Yeah. It enlightened some things that were going on inside of him, but it drew him to repentance and not just to be, okay, I'm clean now. I can go about my way. Right. But I can live differently. I can live differently. Yeah. And, I, and I want to be about your work. Exactly. I want to be about sharing that message. Yeah. I want to be, here I am. Send me. I want to go. Right. Is my, is his response and it's our response. Right. To and whenever we experience his presence in, in a worshipful experience. Yeah. We're, we're, we're Urged yes. to go. Yes. Yes. So, so the ability of the ability of Christ is not just to bring you out of a difficult time, but it is to bring you out better, bring yeah. you out transformed. And, and so that's what we see in the language of Micah, going back to the chapter four, yeah. that's parallel to Isaiah, actually. Yes. Um, it is, you know, he he is established and exalted. Those two words we looked at mm-hmm. closely in that that passage. Christ will be established in your life as your anchor and exalted, lifted up yeah. a focus of your mind, your heart, and your life uh, when you begin to experience His presence and in yeah. a very real way. Yeah, that is life changing and and brings is the source of that peace we're talking about. And and the circumstances don't have to change a bit for you to have the peace. That's what's awesome about this. Yeah, yeah. And it was it's interesting as he's. In the midst of this transformation here, Isaiah, yep. he's talking about the the hot coals being brought mm-hmm. to his lips. He right. doesn't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say anything about the pain no. of that no, because right. it, he's experiencing the transformation right. of what it's doing for yeah. him in the midst of that storm. It's yeah. transforming him to the man that God yes, he's in awe. him to be. He's yeah. in awe of what God did in the midst of his pain. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. And, you know what, I think, and you mentioned, you kind of alluded to it. Well, think of all, we could 
we could stop there yeah, on the passage could. and how many parallels, you know, people have been going through. Uh, I, I've always said that the pandemic has has not been necessarily the source of a lot of people's pain and distress and stress. I think it has just probably revealed what was already there, just exaster, exacerbated okay, it yep. or, or, or yep. you know, kind of like a lens in, in the sun. It, it lights a fire. And, and so we just see a lot of, of folks in our culture, our society, our community uh, going through a lot of different things that is even heightened yep. more pre-pandemic. And, and I, I think those things are always there yeah. that, that cause those uh, those problems in our life, destructiveness, the choices, the pain, if you will. Yeah. But something like a year and a half worth of a unusual event, thank, yeah. praise the Lord, it's unusual, um, uh, like a pandemic kind of tips it over to the, the edge yeah. and even brings things to the surface. Yeah. So in some ways, I know that sounds weird, but it can be almost a blessing <clears throat> that things are, are now brought to the surface because yeah. that's when you can get real with God, get real with Christ and let him do what only he can do. Let him mold and shape yeah. and transform. And, Bring the peace yeah. in the midst of all the pain, the chaos, yeah. the, the destructive, the distress, the anxiety, whatever it may be that we're yeah. experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. And and he will. And he yeah. wants to. And that's he's where ready he's to. at his best. Yeah. When we're at our weakest, he's he's at his best. He's at his strongest. Yeah. So we can we can we'll we'll doubt that. We'll question yeah. that. We'll yeah. We'll fight against it because we're saying, "Where are you?" Yes, but he's that's part of the process. Yes, <laughs> uh, that, that can be part of the process is Absolutely. doubting, and it's okay to doubt. By the way, mm-hmm. by all means, doubt. Tell God about it. Don't just tell people about it. Tell talk, have an conversation with the one that you're putting your faith in. Yeah, uh, he'll stay with you. Uh, as long as you don't walk away from him, he's able to walk with you. Absolutely. Well, then that brings us to uh, three and five now, yeah. that, that experience now of peace. And he right. gets some imagery here. Now, I don't know if you knew this, Pastor, when you uh, said this, but this is actually in Hamilton. Oh, really? This I've passage. seen Hamilton yeah. on TV. I, yeah. I didn't see the live performance. And so but... when you read this passage, of course, my wife and my daughter, who were Hamilton buffs, oh, yeah. both looked at each other and were like, yeah. So it's they, they ref- recognized the reference. I didn't remember it either. Is it the plow, plow yes. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, versus uh, uh, they will beat their swords yeah. into plowshares and their uh-huh. spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train against war. Everyone, this is the part, verse yeah. four, everyone will sit under their own vine and mm. under their own tree. That's <laughs> yeah, like, like a part of the yeah. song. And no one will make them afraid. Oh, anyway, so <laughs> Jason's going to uh, sing yeah, it for there, us. Yeah, a little, a little bit of my <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. impersonation. But so what, what was, where this is at in mm-hmm. the play is in George Washington's farewell address. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and, but an interesting side note, interesting note about this is that 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 line, that scripture was not actually in the farewell address of George Washington. And it's super long. We looked it up. Oh, Jeffrey yeah? looked it up. And it is a super long huh. address. But he does mention it 50 other times in other writing and other speeches. Huh. And so the message of the of the farewell address is very much about this piece 
that he's hoping the country will experience once they're right. out from under the war, the war, yeah. the oppression. Yeah. And that's the imagery that we're seeing here with Micah, is yeah. this imagery of being out from underneath the yeah. sin and death right. and the destruction. Right. Yeah, and we can't imagine that because it's never happened in history. Uh, sure. You know, we just go from one war to the other. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and if you think about it, but you know, just a, a little historic context, war is bad and bloody now, mm. Uh, mm. obviously, but today's war, we can, we can blow you up from a distance you know some dude yeah. in a it's all about in, in a trailer mm-hmm. uh, can shoot a smart bomb or a rocket and you don't see but in in the biblical day that he's talking about yep. he's talking about swords and stuff so that's hand to hand to hand weapon personal yeah. up yep. close and personal bloody warfare and in either case the promise is the peace that only christ can bring yeah that, that messiah to come yeah uh, to establish that on a global basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the imagery there that we're out from yes. underneath that sin and death. Yes. And, that, and it, you mentioned Sunday, out from even the effects of the fear right. of it. Because right. oftentimes we may just get bogged down or even uh, paralyzed by the right. fear of, yeah. of what's going on around us. Absolutely. Think of how many people today, especially again, the last year and a half, have been living under, including believers, have been living under the power of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I always like to reiterate this because this is a biblical truth. Yeah. Hear me on this if, if you don't hear anything else. It doesn't mean that you won't ever feel anxiety or feel fear. That's not the question. You will. We all, you don't control how you feel quite often. But what you do controls your response. Yep. And you can either give it control or choose to give Christ control in the moment. And I mean every moment in, when you're feeling that strongly anxiety, anxiousness, You've got to keep choosing Christ, keep choosing Christ, keep choosing Christ and and know his word and focus your mind and your heart on what his promises are and trust those promises and let him lead you through that valley. Yeah. Uh, but too often as believers, even as believers, we give control to fear. We let it control our choices, how we think. uh, Our hearts and over time, fear will mold something that's not good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's an awesome part of that verse you just talked about. When when Christ truly is present and when we truly trust his sovereignty, trust his control of our life uh, and walk it one day at a time, Mm -hmm. trust that he knows what he's doing. We will not have to give control over to fear, be terrified and shaking in our boots is what that word, that phrase pictures. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a. I mean, again. Uh, the, the, this is a story from thousands of years ago. That's why I believe God's word, is in, in part, is inspired. Timeless, right? In right. Because it, it is timeless. Yeah. Because if it if it was just a bunch of human philosophy, uh, we wouldn't be hit, sitting here discussing this. More than likely, it'd be right. some professor in a college somewhere with an old manuscript in a dusty library yeah. uh, that 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 just says, "Oh, that's cool," but. It, no relevance today. Yeah, this is so relevant to where we are right now, and this was this was inspired a, a piece of human history inspired and written down by God's people mm-hmm. thousands of years ago. Yeah, in mind. a different culture, different place. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but anyway, it's mind blowing how that yes. has happened. Yes, and it's, but it's going to be the same then. Yes, the same today, and it will be the same. That's right. Tomorrow. That's right. Because it's a universal truth, yeah. and there's some out there that don't believe in that. But I, I would challenge you read read the Bible. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what a great way to tie it up, Pastor. You're talking yeah. about trusting right. Him. Trust the process. Yeah. Trust that God is there with us every step of the way, leading us through it. If we keep our eye on Him. Yeah. 
we will experience his supernatural peace. And I, I say supernatural because it's a peace that cannot be explained. I think you, you right. it, it cannot be it cannot be explained by anything except for yeah. It's a touch from God. Yeah, and you'll you'll he'll he'll affirm in your life that he is who mm-hmm. he says he is, and his promises are trustworthy. Oh, amen. If you choose to keep walking, as you you said, trust the process. And that <laughs> this is a this is a, a freebie. It may not make any uh, difference whatsoever to anybody, but it, uh, I just remember it. And you know, I've I've told you this before. Yep. I'm a big college football fan, and yep. Coach Rule, Matt yep. Rule, when he was at Baylor for those three years, he, he inherited a disaster. And he got him all the way back to competing for the championship. And that's the one thing he kept saying is to the point trust of being annoying. Yeah. He said, trust the process, trust the process. I mean, if he said that one time, I think the guy said mm-hmm. it a million other times. Right. But sure enough, it, uh, you know, all of the critics. That Much got to the rest of, of the that. Big 12 chagrin. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and even the Baylor fans, so many of them are critical of mm. him, you know, keep repeating that mantra but he would mm-hmm. he only was right they yeah i know football doesn't measure up to what we're talking sure, about this sure is, uh but go from one game one and eleven to to uh going to the sugar bowl didn't win it but we got yeah. there uh in three yeah. years it's pretty amazing yeah uh and it was that to your point it was god does know what he's doing mm. so trust his process yeah. trust that he's walking you through and he's allowed things, you know, to walk you through the chaos because he, he's got a purpose behind it. He's going to mm-hmm. bring good even out of the worst of times. But yeah. but you got to choose to let him one day at a time. Yeah. Uh, to get there. But. God knows your steps. He knows yes. your path. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're dealing with. Yep. And you know, as we're as we've been talking through this today, if you feel like there's something that you are just doubting the things that we're saying, yeah. I don't see how God can move in this. I don't see how right. God can work in this. Yeah. Then maybe the next step for you would be to talk to some someone yeah, about that. Absolutely. We have call a, us. Call us the staff, Pastor yep. Stephen absolutely. Ministry. Yeah. Uh, We've got all kinds of resources at New Hope, people that would be more than happy to just sit down and, and listen to yeah. you and get to know you. And absolutely. we're we're not here to debate anybody. Right. I know I know for a fact I could never debate anybody into belief, into right. faith in Christ. That's never gonna happen. But but uh, we are willing to have conversations, uh, honest uh, and just open conversations and see what God does with it because yeah. it's in his hands anyway. To be there for you. Yes. To show you that we care. Yeah, absolutely. We, to listen to what you have to say yep. and to show you. And share our stories too yeah, if, if you want to hear it. Right. It's yeah. well said. Well yeah. said, Pastor. Well, so yeah. as we're wrapping up this, we yeah. thank you for listening with us today. And we'd love to hear from you anytime, whether you might have a question or a comment or something you'd like for us to dive into a little bit more. We'd love to hear about that. But we know yeah. that we love you. We're praying for you in the midst of whatever storm that you are dealing with. Yes. You can trust yeah. in our Savior Jesus Christ. And next week, we're going to talk about ashes to victory. So it's kind of a part two of this chapter four. If awesome. You so, yeah. Got to love that. All right. Victory in Jesus. Hope to see you all Sunday. Do we to sing some more? Uh, you know, Victor, okay. right. <laughs> you don't want me to sing for sure. Yeah. Goals. Yeah. Goals for next time. Get the pastor to sing. All right. All right. See you see. next time. Bye.